Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Do you ever feel like you want to know more about the Bible, but that it's kind of hard to understand? Do you want to share your faith with your friends, but have a hard time figuring out how to do that? Do you want to learn how to connect the Bible to your real life? Well, then this is the show for you. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. I've been a children's pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite things is helping kids learn how to understand the Bible. I think that sometimes people think that the Bible is just for adults, but God actually really wants kids to know about Him. So on this podcast, we're going to learn all about God's big story and how He shows Himself to us through the Bible. As we learn together what the Bible stories actually mean, we can learn how to live out our faith in our everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and today's episode is called The Good News for Everyone. What we're doing today is we're introducing the book of Matthew, which is the book that we're going to be studying over the next month or so. And as you know, if you've listened for the last couple days, Matthew is a gospel and it's the first book in the New Testament. It's the first of four gospels. And if you don't know what a gospel is, you can listen to yesterday's episode. But I want to remind you that that word gospel means good news. So we're talking all about the good news about Jesus. The Gospels are called narratives, and that's basically a big word that means story. And it's a true story of what happened in, to, and through Jesus. So as we study the Gospels, as we study the Gospel of Matthew, it's going to help us understand Jesus better. The book of Matthew, I thought it might be helpful to start off by talking about who is Matthew and why do we care what he has to say? Well, if you don't know or if you don't remember, Matthew was one of the 12 apostles. He knew Jesus. Can you imagine that? Think about if you were to get a letter about somebody famous that was written by somebody that knew them. That would mean so much more to you than just watching a TV show about them or just listening to somebody's opinion about them. If somebody knew of that person that you wanted to learn more information about, they would be giving you firsthand knowledge. That's kind of what it's like with Matthew. There's a couple important things I want to tell you about Matthew before we dive into the book itself. The name Matthew means gift of the Lord. But did you know that Matthew's name was not always Matthew? We learn other places in the Gospels, the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Luke, that Matthew's name used to be Levi. He was the son of Alphaeus. And when Jesus first met Matthew, he wasn't necessarily a stand-up guy. He was a tax collector. Do you know what taxes are? If not, let mom and dad explain that to you. But taxes are essentially money that gets paid to the government. Blah. We have to pay taxes now. It's no fun. But back then, the tax collectors were hated by everyone. There's kind of a good reason for that, though. Many of the tax collectors wouldn't just take money that were owed for the taxes to the government, but they would take extra. And they would take so much extra from the people that they would be rich and everyone else that was paying the taxes would be poor. And so when Matthew met Jesus... 
His name was Levi, and he was a tax collector, but yet Jesus called him to follow him. When Jesus called Levi to come and be one of his disciples, it changed him so much that Jesus changed his name to Matthew, which means gift of the Lord. I love that so much because Jesus specifically called Levi, even though everyone else hated him. Jesus changed Levi so much that he got a new name. Friends, I want to remind you today that Jesus changes us if we let him. Another important thing about the book of Matthew that I wanted to make sure you knew was that Matthew was writing to the Jewish people or the Jewish Christians back then. And that's a little bit different than the way that the other gospel writers write. And so some of the things that we talk about in the book of Matthew, I'm going to explain to you why they're important. Because Matthew explained a lot of things very, very well. But one of the things that he didn't explain was the Jewish aspect. Because in all honesty, if the people that he was writing to already understood those things, he didn't have to. I think about that in terms of how it is for you and I today. If you live near me, you would know that about a mile down the road or maybe two miles down the road, there's a big dam, you know, one of those big concrete walls that's holding back all the water. We have one of those near our house and it's kind of in the middle of a park. People go fishing down there. It's, there's picnic tables. There's a playground. It's really well known from where we're at. And so if I say to one of my friends, if we want to have a play date with our kids, we'll say, oh, let's go and we'll meet at the dam at two o'clock. If I said that to somebody that lived on the other side of the country, they would have no idea what I was talking about. But if I say it to anybody that lives around here, they know exactly what I'm talking about. That's kind of what I mean when I say that he didn't have to explain things that they already knew. It's one of the ways that we know that Matthew was talking to a Jewish audience because of how much Jewish stuff is in his gospel that he doesn't explain. And so I'll explain those things as we go, but I just want to let you know if at first you don't understand That's okay. We're here to learn together. The second clue that we know that he was talking to a Jewish audience is because he talks a lot about the kingdom of heaven. And when we look at the other gospels, they will use the words kingdom of God. But because he was talking to a Jewish audience, the Jewish people would not say the name of God directly because they felt it was a sign of disrespect. And so instead, he uses the phrase kingdom of heaven. You'll see that twice as much as any of the other gospel writers. Why did Matthew write this book? Well, like I said, he was an eyewitness to the life of Jesus. He wanted other people to know what he experienced, what he saw, the firsthand knowledge that he had. But he also wanted to explain to the Jewish Christians or the Jewish people that were alive back then that Jesus was their long-awaited Messiah. See, they had been waiting for the Messiah, for a rescuer to come for a really long time. But most of the people in Israel did not believe that Jesus was their Messiah. So Matthew spends a lot of time basically proving that he was. He talks about lots of things that they were talking about in the Old Testament to help them understand how Jesus was like the proof of all of those things. But the people of Israel, they were expecting like a military leader or a 
political leader. A political leader would be somebody that's like the president or a military leader would be somebody that's going to help you fight off the bad guys. But Jesus was a spiritual leader and they weren't expecting that. So they had a really hard time believing that he was the one that was going to rescue them. The other part of that is Matthew wanted to make sure that people understood that Jesus was coming back, that he's coming again. And when he comes back, he's going to come as the king of kings and he's going to rule and reign the nations. And so when Matthew talks about the kingdom of God, it's to help them and us understand that Jesus is the king. Just because Matthew is talking initially to the Jewish people doesn't mean that this is a message just for them. It's a message for you and me too. At the end of Matthew's book, he talks about the Great Commission. And we're going to talk about that more in depth. But just so you know, the Great Commission is really Matthew encouraging people to go out and tell other people about the message of Jesus. That's the good news. That's the gospel. See, this is good news for everyone, not just the people that were alive then, but for everybody that would follow Christ, including you and me. And so Matthew reveals the fact that God has a heart for everybody, everywhere. And this is good news for everyone. The book of Matthew is really good for helping new Christians learn about how to be a Christian, how to follow Jesus, and what all of that means. And so if you don't know a lot about Jesus or being a Christian, then the book of Matthew is for you. That's why we're going to study it. And if you already do know a lot, this book will help you as you refresh your memory so you can tell your friends the good news. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you for my friends, no matter what they're doing today, if they're going to bed or they're going to school, no matter what time of day it is, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them and fill them with joy to know that the gospel is good news for everyone. We thank you, God, that Jesus is our rescuer. So I pray for my friends today that you would help that message to seep deep down into their hearts, that they would have peace to know that you love us enough to rescue us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll talk to you tomorrow, friends. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. If you like today's show, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's the number one way you can support this show. If you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper, you can also join our Patreon community to get our family discussion guides, join our private discussion groups, and have access to bonus content and additional resources every month. Hey, I'm praying for you today. Know that you are so loved.